Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the black effect presents family therapy and i'm your host elliot connie Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Fat Femme Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Dr. John Paul, LLC. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Black Fat Femme Podcast, where all the intersections of identity are celebrated. I am one of your hosts, John, also known as Dr. John Paul. And I am here to remind you that Angela Bassett did the thing happened (laughs) this year. This year. (laughs) My Lord, where has this... Why has this year felt like two years total? Is it just me? <laughs> anyway, I just, I, I mean, I just, I, I hope you're having a great holiday across the board, even though this year feels 18,000 years, days long. How are you, Joho? Hold the fuck up. You're telling me that <laughs> when she said, <laughs> I said that the thing, that was literally this year. You, you, February you're, you're telling me 24 February? of Yes, it was February of 2020. You're telling me that that was. <laughs> it feels like moons ago, Game right? Off. That was not. That was mm, seven months. No, eight months ago. Nine months ago. Yeah. Nine months ago. A full yeah, term. Yeah. A full. Yeah, what? A full term. A whole baby. I cannot. A believe. whole ass baby. I cannot mm. believe it, girl. That did yeah. feel like that. Legit, it did feel like 
a lifetime ago. Like I had a moment this week where I was like, did the slap happen last year or this? <laughs> and my the slap was like, Wait, was that last, last year? Was that this year? That was last that year. Was last year. That was God. last year. And that was this year too. Yeah. I have like time really is a construct and they're all playing together yeah. and we are in the multiverse yeah. for sure. Literally. Ooh, oh my God. That's wild. Well, I need a moment to put out for my girl, uh, Ari- Ariana Bose, who, who sent out the best, the best of the thing. Only in February this year, I thought was Le Fisher a year ago. Wow. Whew. Okay. <laughs> Pam, I'm so sorry. I am gagged, gooped, gagged, gathered today. Is your other favorite co host, Jordan or Joho? I'm here to remind you that all the sales you think you were fighting for the holidays are actually not sales. They're scams. Many of them are just regular price items with the name sale attached to them. Don't fall mm-hmm. for it, sisters. It's not worth it. That sale yeah. you saw that was for 50 bucks, guess what? It's still 50 bucks, girl. Before and after. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. And I, I love you. I love for you. I love you for trying. But please mm-hmm. save your money, sis. Just wait. Wait Capitalism. until Monday. Wait until the next week. And call that a good day. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Capitalism, Capitalism. is getting all of us. It'll get you. <laughs> it will. And everything is also more expensive. I you know, so I didn't even put I'm going to get to this. You know, I'm going to go ahead and save that for my <laughs> yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, Pam, before I start to rant. So with that being said, let's go ahead and introduce our guest for this week. <laughs> I will say this. So when, so this is not in the show flow. So when they, when they hear me say this, they're probably going to be like, ooh, um, I want to say on the air that, and I didn't, this did not, you, y'all know I'm forever going to cry on the show. Um, I wanted to say on the air, thank you for believing in me when we met. You were one of the first people who told me that I was going to do big things and that you saw big things for me. And I have been really sitting with it for a very long time that in moments when I feel like no one gets what I'm doing or no one is trying to understand what I'm doing and I'll see you And it'll be subtle reminder of like, just keep going. Mm -hmm. That girl said that she sees something for me. Um, I don't think I've ever been able to say thank you for that. And I wanted to say on the air, just thank you. Thank you for always reminding me that it is possible and that I'm capable to do all of the things that I'm doing. So um, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. This person is not just an amazing guest, but they are an amazing writer. They are an amazing, when I say a true activist, they are out there fighting. Um, they have gone viral for dragging Caitlyn Jenner up and down <laughs> Santa Monica <laughs> Boulevard. <laughs> and they have used their platform to continue to advocate for all of us and to make us all believe that everything is possible. They have been named the new now next influencer, influential influencer. So they influence the influence. (laughs) Your fave's favorite fave, okay? Your fave's favorite fave. Out 100, the root 100, shit. The 100 of the 100, please give it up for the doll of all dolls. Ashley Marie Preston, thank you for being here with me, sweetheart. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for the heartwarming introduction. You know, I mean, I meant every word. I genuinely meant every single word. How are you doing? How how's how's the holidays treating you so far, love? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm taking a lot of 
time for reflection and rest mm-hmm. and recharging mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just for just preparing for what's to come because yeah. I don't think it's ever going to slow down, especially on our account. <laughs> so I'm just prioritizing <laughs> uh, rest and healing. Yeah, as you Ooh, deserve. As, as you, you should. I love that. But I will say you will not rest for this episode because we're going to dive into some <laughs> things. Stay with us. So get your rest afterwards, baby boo. Um, to kick off this week, we're going to start a segment like we do every week. Giving Miss giving Tishkama her flowers with our still here. And before we dive into the mess that is the world, I need to ask y'all a question that's been on my mind all month long. Ever since I heard this song that I haven't listened to in ages, it just came up on my playlist right now. I was like, oh, come on, throwback. It's called Honest by the Neighborhood. And it's just a lyric that says, in weakness or in strength, change can be amazing. Um, it's actually pretty because it's a lyric that I, I, I had used to, I used to, I used to want one get tattooed on me, then I forgot about it. And I'm like, oh, I guess I still could go get the, get, I could still go get There's still time. The tattoo. Exactly. So I'm curious to ask y'all, how has this year changed you? I'll mm. share first, then we'll pass to Ashley, then we'll pass to John. For me, I'll say that I think this year has shifted my association of good or bad value to things. Okay. I've become, so I become more understanding that things just are and like good slash bad are values that vary between each person. And we all have different mindsets, what good or bad values mean. So I am learning, I'm learning to stop u- using these words to frame my feelings or reactions to life changes, whether they've been joyful or painful. I mean, in the mm. sense of like this year has tested me in so many ways. I spent, much this year, I feel like I haven't been good to myself. Like, yeah. but, but like the depressive episode that I experienced for much of this year was my own fault. Mm. And I realized that really is not, it's really not a matter of fault, but rather an experience I'm having temporarily. And so when, so I say like to not associate good or bad values with things, it's, it, it's saying instead of framing my life as my life is bad, things are bad right now. It's more of framing as things just are and they will shift. And that is like what balance represents and means. To me, it makes me feel, feel so much more empowered when I'm navigating like moments of challenge or pain that it makes me feel more, more empowered to gather tools to navigate toward the light in a better way. So I think it's changing the sense of I've stopped seeing things in this binary sense and just saw mm-hmm. them for all of what they are and now have the, have the power of discernment of saying, I can choose how this actually affects me uh, more than it's trying to affect me, which has been a very powerful I love that so, so much. I really do. Thank you. That's so. awesome. What about you? Actually, yeah. How about you? Um, there were a couple of things for me this year. I think one was that I found myself in a place where I stopped people pleasing, mm-hmm. where I learned to make peace with people not understanding my intentions or what my vision is knowing that they'll see it on the other end when they need to see it. The other thing yeah. is that I learned how to process grief and anger in ways that that are healing and nourishing. I don't think that anger is inherently bad, but I've learned how to make it productive. And then lastly, I've learned to stop comparing myself, comparing my insides to other people's outsides. I am this and you are that, and it's all beautiful in the world. (laughs) And you're not my competitor. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Ooh. I 
I really, I think it's important to hear you say that um, before I get into mine, because I think often um, we get so caught up. And I was telling this, I said this to my therapist, but I also had said this to, to a variety of multitudes of people in the last couple of weeks. I have said that I think from a very young age, even as like queer folks, right, you start to get. Um, from a very early age, you're compared to so many people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, your grades, you are compared to your your brothers, your sisters, your peers. Your, you know, you're compared to your cousins. Like for me, I was always compared to my cousins, right? Um, especially being that my cousins were in a different financial bracket than me, and so it 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 was. There's this inherent thing of like you start to feel like you're constantly having to push yourself, and then you realize at the end of the day that you're so tired from trying mm-hmm. to live up to other people's expectations that you forget who you are. And so um, I appreciate you saying I I very much have centered myself around being like, I am, I'm my only competition. And in like the words mm-hmm. of Beyonce, like I have nothing to prove to anybody. And I think mm-hmm. that's the thing that this year has, how it's changed me. I came into this game, you know, looking at numbers, you know, thinking numbers meant everything. What I mean by that mm-hmm. is you get caught up in the numbers, right? Because it is a numbers game. The industry will make you feel like everything is a numbers game, right? You know, mm-hmm. you're looking at how many mm-hmm. followers you have, how many times something's been downloaded, how many times, you know, you've get an opportunity. And I, I, you know, I had a conversation with one of the people on my team today and I was just telling them, I said, you know, hearing beyond it's it's interesting you know and i know i hate i i know a lot of people are giving beyonce heat which i have a whole bunch of beef with in itself um as of now but what i will say is you know hearing her say i have nothing to prove to anybody really just did something for me like to hear someone that i highly regard say I don't have anything to prove to anybody. I stepped back and looked at myself and I said, girl, you've been spending this whole year trying to prove to people that you're that girl when, you know, Hmm. Look, what did the old girl say? Let's ask the audience. Like, look at, look, I, look what I've done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I am that girl. Like, I don't need to prove nothing to nobody. The checks are cashing. You know, I, the car note is being paid. The rent is paid. I don't owe nobody nothing. Like, I don't, need to tell anybody who I am, right? My name supersedes me. And so I think that's how I've changed this year. I really, you know, this is a great question because going into 2024, I had to remind myself, like I had to pull myself together and I had to say everything you've done this year, everything that you've done up to this year, it really is what it, what it all boils down to is like, girl, you, you, do you know who the fuck you are? Cause you know, mm. you're out here trying to prove to everybody else, but you don't, you don't know. And so now it's like, I sit with it and I've just stopped moving and, and with the notion of that I have something to prove. And I think the last month that has really helped my, my mental health so much where I just look at it and I go, if you want me on your team, great. And if you don't, you're lost. Like, and we see I it just, and we yeah, see it in yeah. the way that the glow is reflected we see it in the mm-hmm. way that the curl coils differently. We see it. <laughs> I've just become a bit bolder in telling, you know, and also too, I will say this, you know, I have also told people about themselves in ways that I haven't in the past. Okay. I used to be that girl that was so worried. Oh, if I say something, it's going to mess up a relationship. And I had to jump into somebody's DM the other day and get them together. And I was like, girl, fuck you. You know what you're doing and you know why you're doing it. 
right? Like so let me sometimes you, you just have to let people know. And I think that's the other move. Like I'm no longer worried about, oh, this is going to mess up an opportunity. Fuck that opportunity. Cause I wouldn't want to do it with you anyway. Like you are a terrible Ooh. person. And I, I need you to know that I, that I, I need you to know that I know that you're a terrible person. <laughs> right. And these are the reasons why I see you as a terrible person. Take it, take it as a note or not. But all that to be said, I, I really think that that's, you know, how I've changed this year. So I think I'm finding myself in a very different way um and it's nice i like i like where yeah. i think where that's I beautiful mm-hmm. one of the things i always say in terms of the fear of losing something is that what's for you will always find you but in order for mm-hmm. it to recognize you you must be showing up as your most authentic self and sometimes that I self mean. looks like fuck you Sometimes that <laughs> self looks like, uh, no, I'm not going to show up for a thousand dollars, you know, to do this yeah. whole thing or, you Hello? know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. it's somebody else to do it. I Ooh. live. Oh, mm-hmm. y'all just really giving it to us already out the gates for this. I so appreciate you y'all talking about the ways in which you're changing and becoming and blooming and all the things in between, but you know what never changes? The fact that we got to take our first break. So, <laughs> when we come back, we'll have more of the amazing Ashley Marie. We'll be black in just a second. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. 
As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so (laughs) this week I wanted to get into a conversation that I think is not only important, um, but I kind of feel like it's not happening enough. And I think, you know, obviously it's December, we're getting ready to go into 2024, and I'm still looking around and I'm going, ain't nobody said nothing about (laughs) how awful things kind of feel, right? Like the, the notion that there seems to be this rampant growing sense of hatred everywhere. And it's not even just like, politics wise it's like i just feel like everyone's being awful for no reason and so um one of the things that i i kind of why i love following you why i've loved being you know in your circle is that i love hearing you talk about this notion of you know it's bad but but again we have to move outside of just seeing it bad on social media etc 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 um and so especially to like i love that you're becoming more vocal about how to really and again, as you all, I'm, I'm trying to like not necessarily dance over my words, but we're going to be talking a little bit this the section, you know, this um, segment about disarming hate. And what I really wanted to kind of focus on is this notion of hatred and seeing bad and all of the stuff like really kind of getting away from that being kind of like the the way that we operate, that we operate in this idea that everything is terrible. And so Mm. what I wanted to ask you is um, before we get into kind of this notion of how do we move away from seeing everything as terrible, considering that it does feel that way. um, Mm. Why, in your opinion, do you think so many people are comfortable with all that is going on? Does that make sense? I think what it is, is there's, quite a few things. One, before this moment, we were able to kind of shield ourselves from it through the fruits of capitalism. And now Mm -hmm. that she's imploding right before our very eyes, and we're seeing systems and institutions um, be quite literally 
reduced to rubble, we have no choice but to face ourselves. And when we see who we are and what we've become, it's, it exacerbates more of the sickness and more of the dis-ease that lives with inside of us. And so one of the things that I personally always said is that we can't heal what we don't reveal. And so Mm -hmm. even though it's messy, even though we are witnessing a massive uh, global upheaval (laughs) and, and upending of governments and systems and institutions, I think that on the other side of that, lies an invitation for us to go within ourselves. Because the way that I Mm. see it is that the formula is I tap into my own inner capacity for healing so that I can be in service to and of someone else's healing. And then collectively we can heal the planet because it's never been about governments. It's never been about institutions. They don't give a shit about any of us. They don't give a fuck about Israel, Palestine, uh, Iran, you know, uh, Congo, Sudan, uh, Haiti, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, Armenia. They don't care about, there's a very small concentrated group of individuals, the powerful elite, that have pretty much used us as as work mules. And now... Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like we're getting to this place where the smoke and mirrors are starting to, I think yeah, that the vapor the surrounding the mirrors, mm-hmm. yeah, it, 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 it's dissipating. And so, yeah, yeah that's pretty yeah. much, that's pretty much what it is. And so I don't know that if it's necessarily more inherently hateful as much as it is, we don't have the distractions that we had before. When you know, mm. when there is literally aliens, E.T. and the homeboys and the set came through here <laughs> and people don't even care because like they still got to pay mortgage, right. they still got to pay rent, they still got to put food on the table, they still, I think that now the illusion of th- this kind of freedom that the United States or the American dream is predicated on, we're starting to uncover the lie and we don't have an Mm. escape from it because we're hardly surviving. Oof. Oof. That's that on that. That was a long (laughs) way home. That was a long way around the block and up the street. You said said a lot of really important things. I mean, some points were made. Oh my God. I'm like, Wow, I'm thinking, I'm just like thinking more about this because I had a question that is a bit of a detour from what you're saying now. So I'm like, ah, don't even ask this question because now I feel like we're saying something I'm thinking more about, but just like, like especially like with like uncovering the lie of like life around that, life around us, because that is something that has ever been more apparent to me than I think to your point in this, in this moment right now. Um, and it's interesting to see like the folks who, Folks who maybe have who maybe who may have bought into that lie, the folks who are trying to protect that lie, um, the folks who are actively unlearning that lie. Um, yeah. So I'm going to I want to shift my question in real time. Actually, I hope that's okay. Just 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 like play just to play with this a bit more. But like, what kind of like uncovering a self do you do you think people have to do to get to this point of mm. like I like like, like, like yeah. understanding the, the illusion around us, what we're all told and sold. Mm. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I've had to uncover, because I want to be very clear, I'm actually someone who just thoroughly understood the, the violence of capitalism. 
I actually didn't really know because coming from where I come from, you know, mm-hmm. the streets and survival mm-hmm. and being unhoused and all these things, I thought that on the other side of that wall, on the other side of that gate that everybody's guarding and keeping, I believed that there was going to be this, um, you know, an indescribable abundance that I was going to have yeah. access to. And it was somehow mm-hmm. going yeah. to protect me or shield me <laughs> from mm-hmm. ever experiencing that again. And so what I come to find out is that even in my situation, I am literally among the 1% <laughs> of the trans community. And even over here in Beverly Hills, I feel it. And I can feel mm-hmm. the boot firmly pressing against my box braids. And so (laughs) if I feel it, then I couldn't even begin to imagine what's Mm -hmm. happening with the other folks. And so, and I remember saying to people like, oh my God, this is insane. This is, I cannot believe this is, and people were like, girl, she's been violent. She's been blacklisted. She's been, she's been ruthless. She's been, but what I come to realize is that many of us when we talk about dismantling systems, we're not trying to abolish these systems. We're trying to access them. Mm. Mm. We're trying to access the benefits Mm -hmm. of it. And so Mm -hmm. I don't think we talk enough about how the oppressed often at the first taste of freedom mirror the oppressor or parrot the oppressor. And so many of us, are in this place where the reason why we bought into it was because we even thought that the people that even these celebrities look at what happened with the strikes, you know, all the strikes, you had people posting invoices and posting, you know, payment receipts. People were losing their apartments. They they had to do roommates. You had people, Mm -hmm. you you can watch them on Netflix at night, but they're out driving for Uber in the morning. Like it was wild. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the thing is, I think that the difference, I was recently talking about this at an event uh, with the Black Wealth Salon um, and Gabrielle Union was the fireside chat. And we were talking about, she was um, with B. Pagos Minor, talking about how the way that we shift these inequities within the industry. And one of them is in being transparent around mm-hmm. how we're mm-hmm. all equally getting fucked over. And that was the bond mm-hmm. that you and I had when we first mm-hmm. met because we were talking about things that the girls just weren't talking about because it was giving right. very much back in the day on the boulevard when they would be like, oh, girl, he gave me $500. to, And I'm like, girl, quit lying. You basically gave half a $20 in a Del Taco kids meal. Don't, that's <laughs> not, that's not, you ain't got to lie to kick it. You don't, yeah, you don't right. have to. Yes, right. And so literally we've taken like, the 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 boulevard bureaucracy and we've carried it over into the industry where you have people that are helping sell the illusion because if they feel if they speak the truth about the inequity and the injustice and the ways in which they're being exploited and manipulated and taken advantage of and the then it could it it could cause them to lose social stock and so yeah so i think that that's what we're looking at really is Mm -hmm. and that's what did it for me was it made me feel so seen to see other people. Even I Googled, everyone was posting all these different things and was just like, oh yeah, this is how much I make. And so I was like, let me go see what my net worth is. And it said $8 million. 
and I was looking yeah. around. I was looking at the ceiling, at the floor, at the house plan, where? At, at, at the where, like, where. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find it, but it's I can't. I can't seem to find yes. it. Yes, especially and if I do find yeah. it, I'm gonna give it to the IRS and the state franchise board Hello? because they have been oh, on. because they're gonna take it too, right? Bye. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that this no. is where this moment's different. I think in this new paradigm, I think the old paradigm thinking was rooted in celebrity worship and kind of like mm. this fantasy driven uh, around the grass being greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. But in this new mm. paradigm, I think people are valuing authenticity and transparency in an unprecedented mm. way. And so a lot of us are starting to build stronger coalitions and community around the truths that we Mm -hmm. endure that like we've been, especially for people, Mm -hmm. you know, black, brown and indigenous folks. We, many of us come from, you know, what happens in this house stays in this house. Don't you go airing out your dirty laundry. Yeah. 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 And it's, but what you said, what you're saying is it's so, it, to to an extent, and this is why I think it's so imperative. That I, I love that we're leaning into this conversation because I think so many of us are so inherently scared to speak truth to power around certain things, especially when you're talking about injustice. And I think even for me, for a very long time, I would always have people jump into my DMs. I would have people pull me to the side and say, you know, you're talking terribly about these execs, but you want to work in Hollywood. You know, you need to stop tweeting that or you need to stop. And I'm going, well, if I stop talking about it, then that's going to give them more ammo and more power to keep doing what they're doing yes to me, mm. us right as mm. black queer people and so you know if, and so now i'm to the point where i'm going well if i'm not say, if if y'all not gonna say it then shit i say it i don't care you know and i think that that's the thing i i, I live for in these conversations i think there's so much of this mindset of well what happens behind the the you know social media wall needs to stay behind the social media wall and that's put up a front and the reality mm-hmm. is is that many of us all of us are literally one paycheck away from being homeless mm-hmm. like if mm-hmm. you really want to do the math if you really want to talk about it right we really need to have an open and you know the people that you see at these premieres you, the people that mm-hmm. you see walking, they're in debt and 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 they are and I'll say to your point Ashley a lot of them are also really trying to get to not even just whiteness as a, as a whole but they they they've be, they've believed so much of what the industry and what the world and what social media and what all these different people have told them about quote unquote success and so mm. I love what what you're saying so much about this like success is fleeting right at this mm. point in time mm-hmm. so built around the idea of injustice that's really well, what we're it comes redefining down to. we're redefining what success is yeah it's really yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is because yeah. like prime example people were like oh you know you can't speak up what do you call netflix you you mm-hmm. can't every other week i'm on a netflix carpet for some kind of premiere i love all of my folks up at netflix except for the actual ceos i can't stand them right but like right. everybody else and meanwhile, when that walkout happened, people were like, oh, she's never going to do anything again. She's never going to wrong. Not only did they magically create budgets to pour into the mentorship and black and brown mm-hmm. trans and, 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 and uh, non-binary 
creation we've been asking for, but right. it started a conversation that had an outward ripple effect that went to Disney, that went to Paramount, that mm. went to Google, that went to, and then, you know, it, if they weren't going to do what I needed, then like I went and went through all of these outlets and, you know, started like applying pressure in different ways, went to Amazon, like what y'all talking about? You know, they ain't talking about nothing. What y'all <laughs> talking about? You know, the thing is, there are, I think that the gift that many of us have, especially coming from families sometimes where it gets kind of rough and abrasive, <laughs> we know yeah. how to hold people accountable and hold them at the same time. Just because right, I read right. you doesn't mean that I'm not interested in, you know, growing with you or building with right. you. It's saying, yeah. I know you can do better than this. Yeah. I've yeah. seen you do better than this when the interest mm -hmm. aligned mm -hmm. with what you wanted it to be. Yeah. Yeah. And the right, and like, I, I, I will always say the right people always see that they, they, they will see that. So I kind of want to, I mean, we're going to stay in the same lane. Obviously we're talking about this notion of, you know, the, I always tell people and something I've always believed is that the bad is already here. So there's no way for us to be like, Oh, you're always talking about the bad. No, the bad is already in the room. So, <laughs> with us knowing that the bad has already, you know, she, she's came in and sat down and, and, and asked for her coffee, right? Um, you know, there are a lot of folks who are on edge because of what, not only what's happening right now, but the thought, the thoughts of aliens. <laughs> Can we pause? And I just want to say, I think it's funny that no one seemed to care when they announced that aliens were real. Like, it still baffles me that so many of us were like, okay, and? <laughs> okay, so just to that point, I just say, because because Lizzo, Lizzo had tweeted, Lizzo had, had tweeted, like, y'all, I know the world's crap right now, but, like, but, but like, did you see that? Did you see that aliens are real in like all caps? And literally, everyone's like, "Babe, it's just aliens." Like, yeah, like it's it's, it's just aliens. It's we, we it's worse here. It's okay. It just it blows my mind them. that everyone was like, "Life is so bad that there's nothing worse than aliens." Like, I actually think it got worse because I feel yeah. betrayed because I thought Team. upon Team. the arrival of these aliens that we were going <laughs> to team up. And we right. were going to be like some kind of like intergalactic city girls number. And nope. that's not what had happened. Nope. They literally I'm serious. I wouldn't get Elusive. beamed up. Like yeah. I literally have been Elusive. like, please take me. They just came but through and immediately said, no, y'all not going to know said, us. No, it's mm -mm. okay. I'm out of here. I we literally was playing. I was playing Drake rescue for like three weeks straight. <laughs> waiting on them to come and rescue me and they <laughs> they, pass, they pass by they're like girl my garments out to the wrong <laughs> the mouth ain't working up all y'all sorry <laughs> no. about it but no so with with all of that right um considering all the hateful rhetoric and all of the stuff we have going on um we see so many things and and i don't say this to be funny we do we literally see people's worlds right across across the gamut falling apart and you know thinking about this notion of working to undo folks that are working to undo progressive laws and all of these other things and and some people just really being complacent with how terrible things are um i guess i wanted to ask you you know what advice would you give to those who may feel a little hopeless in this moment because i i even see people 
kind of going back and forth with the whole conversation about who they want to vote for, who they're not going to vote for. Also, this notion of like, it's never going to get any better. Um, And then, you know, even knowing now I do work with youth, the notion of a lot of youth feeling like they don't have a future in front of them. Like, what advice would you give them specifically knowing that so many people feel like, you know, my golden years no longer the the thought of a golden year is 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 fleeting um i would say that we are probably going to experience a shift that surpasses all previous understanding of what collective power can look like because mm-hmm. now they've completely almost eviscerated the middle class altogether. So now you even have people mm-hmm. who before were like, Oh, well that's not, you know, me or like that doesn't affect me. Now you have more people, you know, like I talked about before experiencing the full weight of it. Like it didn't mean anything when it was us talking about it, but right. now that it's made its way all the way up and started hitting those, you know, double income, no kid households. And it started, (laughs) you know, hitting. And so the thing that I would say to them, I think is, I think for me, the shift happened when I started seeking out my own self-sovereignty. Again, Mm -hmm. it goes back to this, like, this belief that we have to decondition ourselves from that governments and institutions were for us ever mm-hmm. because they were not. <laughs> and I think that this is an opportunity for us to, in addition to obviously voting and thinking about how we can, you know, um, avert all of these legislative attacks I think it's yeah. also thinking about how we can be creative. And one of the things mm-hmm. that I know to be true is that art is transformative, be it music, be it, you know, be it like um, acting or, you know, putting on productions or whatever the case may be, joy is an act of resistance. And so yeah. I mm-hmm. always invite people to think about the things that bring them the most joy and then use those gifts in a way that transforms the social ecology around these issues. Because, and and the reason why I say that is because you don't burn out. Yeah. In the same way you do, there is always going to be another crisis, another emergency, another fire to put out another flood to like, it's always going to be something And so I think that when you live in a joy-centered place that is also, I have to say, rooted in healing justice, because even Mm -hmm. watching the ways that some of my activist siblings are cutting up right now, like, I get Mm -hmm. it. I understand that you're doing the thing that you think is, but it's not sustainable, sis. It's mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. sustainable. Like I think about like the Nat Ministry and like some of these other movements and organizations that talk about the importance of rest. In fact, with, with my organization, You Are Essential, I did a complete pivot from COVID and focused on healing the healers. Like specifically, yeah. like who's caring yeah. for the people that are caring for the people? And it's nobody, mm. which is why mm. these why this work isn't sustainable. It's I don't want to be another you know, figure that dies 
because either I'm assassinated or I die broke, sick, and impoverished. I don't want that. Mm, And unfortunately, while we're grateful for everything that our ancestors have done, you know, the reality is that they could have had better and they did deserve better. And so we get to do the things Mm. and and be the vision that they had Mm. that they never got to embody. And so I would say to them, pace yourself operate from a place of healing and joy. Um, It's about taking back your narrative because I was somebody that had gotten so, I had, I guess I came to this place where I was subscribing to martyrdom as a framework for liberation because I thought that I had a Mm. suffering solidarity. Mm. Like nobody told me that suffering and solidarity wasn't the work. (laughs) Yeah. That that pretending I didn't have privilege for the sake of like being able to, and it's like, no, we don't need you to pretend, bitch. We know you got it. So what are you doing with it? So now my work- has actually transformed from being in the grassroots. And now I'm in these rooms with funders and philanthropists and millionaires and billionaires and these people. And now it's my job to get the money out of them so I can fund the people on the grassroots. So we all have a position and and, and it's up to us to play it well. And so I think that where some of the youngsters, you know, because I've seen a couple of inboxes too, and I had to like gently get people together because they're like, you used (laughs) to be this and like you used to be all of this and da-da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, first and foremost, take an introspective pause to find your tone and reverence because I'm not one of your well, hashtag homies. Hello. <laughs> you, literally, you literally woke up and ate <laughs> breakfast off the table that I built. Please do not. <laughs> no. Please and do not. Yes, because yes, I've been doing this. I've been doing this since internet came in the mail on a ROM disc. Like since we had to hear. I know that's right. Okay. You've got mail. Yes. Right. Right. Like we we didn't just start doing this. And so the thing is, what we're seeing is a lot of the injustices of the analog world feel amplified Mm. through the digital space because we, they literally control the algorithms and what you see and what you don't see. And so One of the other things, too, that I would also suggest to them is diversify your feed. Get to the Mm -hmm. point where if you're only liking or commenting on the things that produce a knee-jerk reaction, it's going to give you more and more of that. And what does that do? It overloads your dysregulated nervous system, and then it you know, triggers trauma response. And then you got folks out here acting out their trauma and calling it activism, and it's not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that <laughs> Joe, ask your question because I ain't got nothing else. Ooh, I don't well, have so, anything else. Just, <laughs> so first oof, I'm sorry, I'm I'm still holding off like your eating breakfast on the table I built. That's something that is just like whoo like if I just hope that listeners realize who we're talking to, to who we're talking to today like like mm-hmm. like 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 it's not just Ashley Marie Preston it is the Ashley Marie Preston so I really and something that I'm not I'm not taking for granted I know that we're getting to talk with you but I'm like I hope listeners understand that I hope people help people understand like let's understand the, the, the tables in which you have built and like the houses in which you have built in which the right. rooms you you have built mm-hmm. um and and like and many times have built 
like at the sake of your like at the sake of your uh, English is so hard to say at the sake of your own access. So just right, thank you, right. thank you, thank you. And what you just said really has me thinking a lot about just like I just the the suffering solidarity is something I think a lot about, especially right now. It's been that I've been giving a lot of like 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 attention to in myself of of what like like to whom do we owe outrage and to whom do we owe pain to something so i really appreciate mm. you really appreciate you like like talking about that because when i that i've been experiencing a lot in like with like in my own inboxes and i'm like why do i owe you my outrage or pain and also like why why is my outrage or pain like your like why was my outrage why is my outrage or pain your vision of what my like resistance looks like now like my resistance yeah. has changed as i've grown and changed and so I, and i'm no longer I, I, I'm not the same person I was when I stepped into this work. So you can't, you can't ex- expect me to like to want to engage in change making the same way, um, but right. believe that mm-hmm. I'm still engaging and I'm still engaging in 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 change making, just a different way than which maybe that person has wanted me to do has has wanted me to. So I just really appreciate you saying that. And um, oh god, like so many things. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I have, can like, I, Joho? Can I jump in real yeah, quick too? I also sure. want to say I love that you speak to this notion, and I've been hearing this in so many different facets. But I also appreciate you saying it on the air. I appreciate you saying that folks who are quote unquote doing the work, they don't have to struggle. And I think Mm -hmm. there is this notion that because you're quote unquote doing well, that you've somehow become a part of the problem. And it's like, no, I know my worth and I'm telling people what they need to pay me so I can survive. And Mm -hmm. that is what you're seeing versus it being that everything is just about a dollar figure, right? We so mm-hmm. much so much of our quote unquote suffering is 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 in the notion of we don't have money to pay people mm-hmm. or pay ourselves the what we need to pay. And so I just love you saying too, like just because I, you know, yes, I have it, but that doesn't mean that I've stopped doing the work. That I, I love that you said that. So, yeah, yeah, I think well, the other piece too that is important, I think, is understanding that we it's antithetical to liberation. So like, again, right. going, like when you <sighs> think about what oppression like is Like you want me to like do, shackle myself then for the right. work. Yes. And like, like, like if the function of freedom is to free others, me being shackled will not free anybody else. And it will right. actually right. unfree more of us. Like, right. ooh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I cut you off, Ashley. Right. Just, no, no, my, no. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And specifically with me, I'm just going to say it. I feel like, sadly, some of us, like we're just kind of like the burnt batch, you know, Mm -hmm. like there are some folks you will be able to salvage. You can like get your butter knife out and and scrape the, you know, scrape Mm -hmm. the, like the singe parts off. And then some of them, there is no saving it, but I'm looking at the young people. So what do we look like telling them to be fearless and courageous and be authentic and be yourself when we haven't shown them the fruits of what that authenticity Mm -hmm. can look like when we tell them, Who would want to be themselves? Who would want to, you know, these babies are taking their lives, literally. You know what I mean? And so mm. it's like, for me, I'm looking at the youth and I don't want to leave them with a pauper's legacy. I don't want, like, like I don't want to be out here doing all of this. And for mm-hmm. what? If they're right. going to have to turn around and go through, like, I, my greatest aspiration is to come across these young, snotty, entitled, trans and non-binary kids who don't know, like, I want to experience that. I want to be able to be like, back in my day, I remember when they weren't throwing <laughs> Fs on IDs and they weren't doing, you know right. what I mean? Like, I right. I want that. 
I want to see that entitlement and, and that kind of like, you know, I want to because mm-hmm. they deserve it. And so it seems antithetical and counterproductive to free mm-hmm. ourselves only to create, only to replicate ecosystems that yeah, oppressed yeah. us involuntarily. And so for me, my whole thing is we can't heal within the same ecosystems that are making us sick in the first place. And so Correct. that is why I'm about healing justice and also specifically transformative justice. The reality yeah. is we're like we're not trying to combat all these forms of supremacy outside of ourselves. We have to combat it within ourselves as well. Because that's where the seed is planted. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just exist on the outside. And one of the reasons why I've been practicing joy as an act of resistance personally is what I keep telling people is that Black, Brown, Indigenous, fat, femme pain is a macronutrient that strengthens the ligaments of supremacy. And so you don't Mm -hmm. get to consume that pain. You don't get to, you know, gorge yourself with all of this trauma porn and stories of my suffering and, 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 and my grief and my, because when you look at it, that's all we see. Like, I don't need to see you share 525,600 videos of black men being murdered or trans women being jumped right, and, jumped right. and, and like subway stations and all of this. And I need for you to actually do the work of investing in my well-being. That's also what the work looks like. The work, yes, you can go out, you can protest, you can do all of these different things, but sometimes the work looks like investing in someone's joy, investing in someone's Mm. well-being, investing in someone's, Mm. you know, Mm. capacity to dream, to imagine, to envision, to build, to connect. You know, those are the things that oppression is trying to destroy from the inside out. Yep. 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 Oh, okay. Oof. Okay. So, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And what and what you're saying is, it's it, it's adjacent to this question that's been like burning in my mind for to to ask you, Ashley. So, I'm I'm gonna ask it, and then, and then we'll go to our next segment. Um, and totally tell me if this might be off the table, but we're still in a world where cancel culture is very prevalent. Um, we're seeing a lot right now happen right now, especially, but it happens especially for folks for things that they've said. Five to ten years ago, when they were when they were different people, and like like just, just like through the lens of like transform justice or restorative culture, I know that this has happened at during points in your career as well. So I'm curious to ask, how do you navigate being authentic in your evolution without, or maybe even while being dragged into past actions? And is there a line for when and how people can change? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good question. So for me, this came up. When I was on the campaign trail with Elizabeth Warren, they, so another campaign did oppo research to get Liz and hit me with tweets from like 2009 of like Mm -hmm. all of this just ridiculousness. Like like literally I'm from Six Flags over Mitch McConnell, born and raised in Kentucky. And so I came out to LA, you know, in the early 2000s, not knowing much about anything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so- Going back to what we were saying a second ago about when we're talking about this supremacy that we're trying to, you know, 
abolish systemically and I talked about the seed that's planted within us, I had to get free from the very thing that was conditioned in me because divide and conquer Mm. is the name of the game. So Mm. it's to live within these vacuums or echo chambers where if you don't look like me, if you don't come from where I come from, then we have no business. You know what I mean? And historically we know that that's, that's more so beneficial to yeah. uh, systems of white supremacy. Like back in the day, what was it called? Uh, Bacon's Revolution, where the white people who were actually poor, who were like indentured servants and all that, they actually teamed up with formerly enslaved people and actually w- were tearing it down. Mm. And so then... Right, right, the, right. And so then they granted them the 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 title of whiteness to give them <laughs> some privilege over them so that they could feel basically describing lateral oppression. And so... Mm-hmm. For me, what changed in that moment, there were a couple things. One, as painful as it was, we don't, I had literally been doing this work for 12 years. So anything that I would have tweeted before that time, I had this 12 years of being in community with the mindset of cross-cultural solidarity as a framework mm-hmm. for dignity, safety, and access for all of us. And so really, it was, it was a couple of prongs. One was, you're not mad that I said that years ago. You mad that like you didn't catch me in it and that I had right, already done the right. work. <laughs> and then the other piece that they failed to calculate was that I'm who I am because my leadership looks like learning out loud. My leadership doesn't look like preaching to people. It doesn't look like I don't talk over people. I talk to them at eye level. So anything that I'm saying, it's something that I've actually lived through. And so in that instance, what I realized was that even though I had done that work, it wasn't for me to just get to like move on and just leave it. You know what I mean? And be like, what are you talking about? I've already done it. The thing is, we continue doing it. We continue talking about it. And what was so profound is there were so many people in my inbox and even in my comment thread who were like, thank you so much for standing in your truth and standing in your power, but more importantly, standing in your growth and the realization that we can heal harm without creating more harm. Right. It looks right, right. you look like Krusty the Clown out here dragging black trans women for things that you haven't even held. <laughs> everybody else accountable for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, even like mm-hmm, the idea, mm-hmm. even the idea that people believe that like black folks are more inherently transphobic or homophobic or it's like, no, when you, the difference is that some of us have the systemic power <laughs> to really bring down, mm-hmm. you know, the guillotine and oppress in ways that may outwardly appear nonviolent, but it, mm-hmm. it deeply is. So Yeah. That being said, I would just say that the whole role of activism or activist is not about being perfect. It's not about being above and beyond reproach. It is about learning out loud in a way that other people can glean your your frameworks or blueprints for healing and growth and transformation, and then they can implement it into their own respective communities. And I think that mm. that's where the disconnect is from activism as we knew it and activism yeah. 
and the new generation is we mm. have to just be perfect and know. And it's like, I guarantee you some shit that you just said the other day, give it a cool 10 years, 15 years, and they're going to be on your ass because <laughs> it's not, it's not the same. Like, you know, like we're constantly growing and we're constantly updating information in real time. And so- right. For me, transformative justice, Adrian Marie Brown talks about this a lot for anybody listening who actually wants to read any books. Like, like there's several, there's one called uh, We Do This Until We Get Free. Uh, Mia Mingus is another um, a extraordinary author, writer, and educator in the field of uh, transformative justice. And that's what it's going to take. It's going to take us realizing that we aren't above it and we aren't outside of it. But as a collective, we have an opportunity mm-hmm. to be to be accountable not only to ourselves but to one another. Yeah, so good. I I I I'm just sitting here in awe because I feel like a lot of the stuff you have said is stuff that I've been processing and really just wanting to like also, get into on the show. Go ahead. Sorry, side note too. One of the things I said throughout that whole ordeal was you can't break a bitch you never built. So it goes back to being very clear that I'm saying this and owning this because this is a part of my healing. But don't think yeah. that you just did your thing. <laughs> it's not a gotcha by, moment. It's not no, a gotcha it's not. moment. It's not. It's yeah. basically the no. thing is, yeah. And that's why I heard that. Because I've been saying that to you. You can't break what you didn't build, honey. And I've been like, I wonder where I heard that. And obviously it was you. So I love that journey for us. But with that being said, it is time for us to take a old nasty break. We are so thankful for this segment because I know that we all learned something. Children were in school this session. We were all in our chairs with our school books open. So thank you, Ashley, for taking us to uh, to the library and teaching us something good. But when we come back, we're going to have a little bit of fun with our favorite lady back in a flash. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i used to have so many men how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks with zero qualifications she had a harvard plaque 
tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, y'all. So this week, we're still in the mood to talk about food, as always, because we love eating <laughs> on this show. And I want to ask y'all, and really this is asking for myself, because I don't know much about it. So what are some of your favorite discontinued snacks that if that if they brought them back in 2024, you'd scream? Now, I am not a big snacky girl. Like, I love snacks. I just, I'm, I, I'm not like a brand loyalist. Like, a chip's a chip to me, whether it's, whether it's a, a Lay's or Frito or Dorito. Like, I, don't get, I don't really care. Like, a chip is a chip. Hummus is hummus. So it, like, so oh, is, mm-hmm. you know, so is, mm-hmm. well, actually, that's, that's not true. Not all hummus is built equal right now, actually. But um, I'm not a snacky person. But I will say, I do know that that the Choco Taco was discontinued this year, and my loved ones are oh. up in arms about it. I don't know if I've ever had 
had a chocolate taco in my life, to be quite honest. I've never seen a taco waffle cone, but love that journey for them. But I know the people in my life have been have been absolutely dismayed by its uh, discontinuation. So I know if they brought it back, the people in my life would scream to the heavens. But Ashley, how about you? Any snacks that you are like, <laughs> bring this one back, please. I'm of a certain age where trans fat was not a problem. And it seems okay. like all of these ingredients and things that they're removing, it, it doesn't, things just don't taste the same. So nope. stop being fat phobic and transphobic and bring back trans fat. Because <laughs> 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 some of the Wait, things I'm taste title, please bring back trans fat. Please. Yeah, no, you're you're right. I was gonna say so. That's that's actually what part of my conversation was, or what I was gonna respond to in the segment. It's so funny because we went from talking about healing justice to now talking about healing for our souls. So that's how that how that connects. But I love it. I, uh, healing through food. Yes, you talking about trans fats being gone, um, baby. Can I first just say that I did not realize that the like I knew the Choco Taco was discontinued, but when you mentioned it, it just re like it reopened up that wound for me. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm actually still very, very, I'm that girl that's dismayed by the idea of the Choco Taco no longer being part of um, my ice cream healing journey. So I'm very, very frustrated by that. But what I will say is that I, I do have a list here. Cause you know me, I'm gonna have a list. So when we talk about things that have been discontinued, I'm going to say the first thing that I still get very up in arms about is that Fruitopia is no longer a part of the the um, the soda juice cannon. Fruit, I don't know. Did y'all ever drink Fruitopia? Wait, it's not. I did. That no, was my Fruitopia's jam. Fruitopia's gone. Yeah, what? it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fruitopia is not a fruit snack. A it was a drink. Uh, fruit snack. It was a drink. And so, again, a lot of these are probably before your time, Joho. When I was in high school, Fruitopia was that girl. Yeah, I remember. Like, people would fight. Die bag parents. There was no sugar in my Liter- house. So I would have tea. no idea. Okay. That makes no a lot sugar? of sense. But yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my god! No, That's yeah, Fruitopia, right <laughs> man, that was that. She was that girl. Also, Surge. Do you remember Surge? Why does Ashley, that sound familiar? Surge. It was Surge. a green soda, and it had like two or three times the caffeine of Mountain Dew. So a lot of y'all don't <gasps> oh. know, but Mountain Dew. Yeah, girl, Mountain Dew is the girl. Like she's the one who handles the caffeine, but Serge had had the caffeine down. Um, oh, wow. Also, another thing. So I was gonna say this. Uh, the, talking about change flavors, I want the original flavors of Twinkies back. Cold <laughs> Red Mountain Dew. I would love for that to come back. Even Coca Cola. Chris, you're gonna have to beat this. Put the c- back in coca-cola <laughs> <laughs> going back to what you're saying about the twinkie thing even that's what i'm talking about they started removing all these ingredients and i'm like wait a minute like nope it doesn't and Nothing. a lot of it like i didn't really feel as much of the grief because like i became vegan in 2014 and now and now okay. they got some fire vegan food like some fire comfort food like you know replicas everything but it's just like if it's not broke why fix it like they just it's yeah so i'm gonna just run through the rest of my list pb and j crisp that was a shout out to 1991 me um who used to just sit in the back of class and eat those 
the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle turtle pies that used to come. They were green on the in the middle. Those were bomb. Those were uh, also a 1991 treat. Um, the Philadelphia Cheesecake Snack Bars. Those were also discontinued. I think those got discontinued in like the early 2010s. And then Butterfinger BBs. Those were, that was my jam. Well, Butterfinger yeah. BBs are gone. Yeah, girl. They don't make They should have no took more. sugar babies instead. I wasn't really into sugar babies, but the Butterfinger like, BBs. Those were discontinued Twizzlers. Like, no one needs Twizzlers anymore. <laughs> okay. The black licorice, that can go. But give John back. The cheesy snap bars and butterfinger BBs. I know now, those are, but bring them back people, for John. People yeah. will go. Up, people go up for Twizzlers, and I still to this day am like, you're eating wax because they taste like wax, and I don't know why. People, they're just they're disgusting. But I'm anyway, like, it's, not, it's not good for your teeth. Like, it's, they're it's not, not good for your teeth. It's no. just nasty. Just no. But yeah, if anybody, I I will say that it did make me happy when I saw clearly Canadian come back. So I don't know if you remember drinking those sodas, those little bubbly sodas. Uh, clearly Canadian was a thing. Those are now back on. <laughs> Zima also came back. Uh, so during Zima. this time, yeah. <laughs> emphysema? Ooh. I'm like, is that, is that emphysema? No. Do you remember Zima's, Ashley? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. That's why I was like, Zima, that was my first. I thought I was doing something uh-huh. when I was like 14 Z. at my little Z. friend's house. And yes. they brought out the Zimas. And you couldn't that tell me bottle. that I went Foxy Brown on a yacht. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Zima was that girl. Yeah, so I know those came. We had some in our house for a short time. I don't know if they still make them, but Zima also did make it. And you know what else I was going to say? And then I'll close this this segment out. I will. Do y'all remember those little ice creams? Uh, they were like, they were frozen ice creams. And everyone thought that they were really expensive because of the packaging and the way that they were packaged. They oh, were like the chocolate. Yes. The and they had like yes. Something. It had like little ripples and stuff. Bring those back. I'm a, I, I need to try them. I never got to try them. My mom would always say it was too expensive. But anyway, all that to be said, that was just a fun walk down memory lane to kind of take off some of the edge around all of the stuff going on around us. All right, y'all. So with that being said, we're going to take one more break for the good of the people. And when we get back, we are going to get into y'all's favorite segment. Yes, ma'am and no, ma'am, Pam. More in a second. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, to live and die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. Woo! 
As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, y'all. So we're going to go ahead and get into our yes, ma'am. And I know ma'am Pam's for this week. My yes, ma'am. I actually didn't even have anything down on the docket. So I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out. (laughs) Randomly, I just realized it as we were talking. I looked and I said, Joho girl, do we got the same nail color? And it so happens that me and Joho literally have the same nail colors. And we have not even talked to each other about how we were going to do our nails. So we've been working together for two and a half years, and now we're literally in sync around the world. On the same wavelength, baby. Literally, same on the same <laughs> wave. Just to be a one of the best lives. Me and my sister, we got it together. So my yes, ma'am, this this week is my sister for having the same nail colors as me. Um, my no, ma'am, Pam. So what I was going to say is this, and 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 this is beyond Black Friday. This is beyond, and I I've tweeted about it, but I was going to say. 20% is not a sale. 25% is not a sale. 30% is not a sale. Hell, 40% is not even a sale to me. Like Bath and Body Works can talk about, oh, 40% off of the whole store. 
ain't got time for that. Girl, if you're not giving me 65% or more, I'm not trying to do anything in your store. Okay, so that's my no man, Pam, is these these Facts. sales that these companies are doing, right? Oh, sell, it's uh, you know, 40, you know, we're going like, to do that's 20% a discount. off. No, that's, that's Baby, a discount. That's it's different. Tax. You just took the tax <laughs> okay. off. And literally, even in certain areas, taxes more. So no, I'm not. So that is my no man, Pam, this week is companies who try to play in my face around what quote-unquote sales are and even through christmas right you have oh we're doing this christmas sale and it's 20 percent off girl that ain't in a sale unless you're giving me 65 percent. like coach outlet they have sales i don't care what nobody says but the coach outlet always has a good sale so mm. all that to be said that's my yes ma'am my no ma'am ashley what are yours for this week um uh my no ma'am pam is doing anything for exposure we <laughs> are more than exposed enough Tea. in case you haven't noticed <laughs> and uh, my yes ma'am pam is i believe it was marlon wayans who, uh wayans who oh, yeah, uh, child that. is trans yeah. did you yeah. already talk about that we talked about last week, but go off. Go ahead. You, you're new to yeah, the show, so go because ahead. Because I'm just, you know, I don't really be on there with the, you know, with the know. news and all the things. And that was actually growth because when I did the Netflix thing, I think I specifically remember him trying it in oh. some of the commentary. Mm. You know, wow. so he was up there with like, you know, Snoop okay. and like okay. all of them, and and mm. then all of a sudden. When uh-huh. it's your blood, what happens to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's different. So going back to what we were talking mm-hmm. about a second ago, people can grow and change and transform. So on, when people that. do, and when they do the work, then we yes, man, Pam it. So I know yes, nice. okay. yes, okay. Actually, first of all, thank you for being full circle. We love we, we love the full circle moment, and also love a- you are right. We yes, man, Pam it. Three sixty moment. Ooh, <laughs> 360 mom, I'm screaming. Um, so my first season Pam is just the last segment. Cause that was out of my element. I was like, y'all bring talking about snacks. I never heard of in my life. I was like, wow, literally, <laughs> tell me you grew up in a diabetic home, don't tell me you grew up in a diabetic home. I was like, what are any of these snacks you're talking about? Drinks and pies and snack bars and but like literally. But like, also tell me eat. you grew up with food stamps because that was a lot of like the joy that we had in our house was food stamps at the beginning of the month. And my mom would just my mom would go ham with all of the stuff. And so shout out to my mama for making like mm. us finding joy in food. But all that to be said, yeah. yeah. Back I, oh, when it oh, really ahead. did used to be cheaper to eat at home. Right, right, okay. right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just a moment, it's just a moment where I'm like, wow, I definitely, I'm like, and I'm like, oh, and I wonder where I got my disordered eating from. So interesting. <laughs> if only I looked at them looked back in time at my right. childhood. Right, Anyways, right, right. my really yes, ma'am, Pam is to the first Wives Club that just got the the BET version that just got dropped on Netflix mm-hmm. this okay. past week. I just started watching it because I was like, oh, I was like, Jill Scott, losing Jill Scott. M- Michelle Buteau, love me some Michelle Buteau. Um, that one dude from Sister, love him as well. Let me just see what's happening. Uh, so funny, so good. I love. I I really, I really do love it. It's also my no man Pam because I also hate it because oh. the drama does not make sense. Jill Scott's character <laughs> makes no sense to me. This girl is so self-absorbed in the worst way. I'm like, sis, how how is a man how how is your man gonna leave you? And you be like, oh, it's all your fault. When it's clearly your fault, girl. Like, I just don't like I like I like 
and for those who haven't watched the show, I was, not, I was like, I just went season. to season one. Because the first season, definitely the man's fault, deserves to be, he's he, he, trash. But the second season, where, where she gets a new man, a thing happens. A thing happens, actually. A, a, a thing happens that. <laughs> not to give a spoiler the way. Like, oh, no, no, no. I won't spoil the way. Go a home. thing happens that she's like, this is your fault. And I'm like, girl, it's obviously your fault. Like, it's, it's just, it's uh. just, the show is a really good. Like, I really enjoy it in terms of like, it's a show to watch for a half hour to just like, to just like kiki and chill, drink some wine. I will, yeah. I, I love, I really love. But like that, two of the central characters are two like are two black fat women. Where like it's not remotely okay. a topic a topic of discussion for them. Like no yeah. one's like, oh like like you're fat. Like they 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 just like living their best lives. Jill Scott live for her. <laughs> As you see, least you want to say. <laughs> so what's really funny is your part of your no ma'am Pam is actually my yes ma'am because I'm also tired of basically the fat characters being the supporting or Uh the kind of shy and not confident and not so the way that her character even though it is ridiculous and obnoxious (laughs) i love that she is taking up space i love that that you can't tell her that she's not that because just like i was just talking not long ago to angelica ross about this uh uh, about even in trans roles, like these roles were like, we're the one laying in chalk on CSI, but like, why can't we be the one to put somebody in the chalk? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right, like right, it's right. like, it's like these kind of, so I think part of, you know what? I see that. I see that. Removing yeah. stigma is kind of showing the many facets of fatness mm-hmm. and I what it that. could give and the fierceness and ferocity in it. Okay, Ashley, gather me, girl, gather me up, because I, because I, because like, like I said, like I mean, I, I, I love Jessica, and I do like her character, and and I'm like, girl, like you are so self absorbed, but you are right, like big girls are never going to be self absorbed in the, in anything, so like you're, I, I'm here for it. I, I, I redacted. She, I, I take it back. It's like it's <laughs> him all the way. There's no no him for that. Um, there is no him of how they killed off a character. I'll leave it at that. <gasps> a character. Okay, but, can we move? You are literally giving. <laughs> oh, this I just said a character. What about okay, Christmas? It, it it could be a it could be a guest star for all we know. Oh my god, calm I down. hate it here. But also, you're right. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> we still love you, Joho. All right, y'all. Well, please send us your thoughts, feedback, and email to blackfatfempod at gmail.com. You can also send us your thoughts via social media by interacting with our posts on Instagram and Twitter by using the handle at Black Fat Femme Pod. Remember, we are wanting to read your Yes Ma'am and No Ma'am Pams for our end of the year episode. So send them our way, yeah? Um, Ashley, where can the dolls find you? Um, I am on Instagram at Ashley Marie Preston, A-S-H-L-E-E, no Y. Um, And I also have, this is weird but i have a tiktok now um so yes you can follow me on tiktok the same at ashley marie preston and i have TikTok a facebook page but i feel like she's you know Girl, on her facebook deathbed archived. so yeah i don't know <laughs> it's given x at this point you know yeah, it is it's given it's given life support it's really sad over there <laughs> just a, a banyan theme park child 
Queen Joho, where can the dolls find you? Stop. Oh my God. <laughs> Y'all can find me at Joho Nails across all socials, but that is excluding Facebook. So you're not wrong there, love. Um, and if not there, you will find me basking in the joy of Renaissance as I watch the Renaissance film for the 100th time. The show's movies haven't been out yet, but I know I'll watch it 100 times. I so just know it. And yes, I know before everyone tries to drag me, I know I dragged it before. I still think it's dumb to have to go to the theater to watch this damn movie, but I'm going to still do it. Like, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. Like, I said what I said, and I'm going to still go and enjoy it. So that's it on that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I also will say this before I get into it. I know that there has been a lot of critique around Beyonce and the film and Israel and all of that to be said. But at the same time, I'm going to say what I've been saying. Make sure that you're giving other artists the same heat that you're giving Beyonce. That's all I'm going to say about that. Right. Like, it's not to say that she's wrong or or that she's not wrong. But I'm also saying there are other celebrities who have said nothing and have done nothing and are not getting the same heat that our girl is getting. So that's just my thought on that. Um, With that being said, as for me, you're going to find me in a seat singing along and acting a fool wearing all of my silvers down to the AMC. (laughs) Um, But you can also find me at home before 9 p.m under some covers um i know that there are folks who have been like oh john you should come to this event it starts at 9 30 i'm not coming i just want to let you know that if Start. an event starts at 9 30 <laughs> i'm staying home uh-uh. i'm not coming especially if it starts at 9 30 on a wednesday nope i am staying <laughs> in los <home>. angeles girl <laughs> no yeah i'm done i am known to literally I am literally known to literally go to the bathroom, trip down the stairs, and fall into my bed somehow. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. So, if you see me, so if I turn that corner, I can't yeah. guarantee. She's gone, y'all. She's gone. What is it called when people, when people just leave? That's called something. What is it called? Oh, yeah. Irish they, goodbye. It's like a British goodbye. Is that what it's called? The Irish goodbye. Irish just, goodbye. Just, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I knew it was something. I knew it was something. I wonder what the origin of that is, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it's period. problematic. Y'all tell us, but I will say I'm also notorious <laughs> for looking around and be like, "I gotta go," because <laughs> I'm tired. literally it's the moment your social battery runs out mid sentence. Yeah. Like literally, it's. <laughs> Yeah, girl. That happened actually recently. I looked at my I looked at my watch and it said eight fifteen, and I said. Okay, y'all, this has been fun, but I'm going home. So I I'm literally that, that girl that will nothing leave. worse than being trapped when that when that when that moment uh, hits and you, you know it hits and you're like, I can't leave in this moment. Yeah. If I leave, it'll be disruptive. And yeah. if I disrupt, then you'll look, <laughs> look at me. So I gotta stay here for like another half hour and I'm like I can see me with my clutch creeping out of the room like thank you everybody it's been fun but yeah other than that you can find me at Dr. John Paul all all over all the socials and basically my website is www.drjohnpaul.com we want to thank our super executive producers Rebecca Ramos and Bay Wang for handling all of the logistics with the show and our supervising producer Anna Hosnia and everyone over at iHeartMedia for keeping the show up and running we would also like to shout out our wonderful editor as we always do every week Chris Rogers because without him there's no what Joho no flavor in your ear I know that's right all right y'all thank you all for listening stay black fat femme and fabulous and remember this season that no is a full ass sentence I love us for real bye bye
Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 